Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. <sighs> or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp Islands.com. Welcome to Matlanta's brought to you by Windview Games. I know a lot of you guys have played a lot of DFS and made wagers against the house. And sure, sometimes you win, but probably more than not, you end up losing. Well, I want to introduce you to a new app called Windview. It's truly the most winnable way to play. New users actually win 50% of the time. It's that easy to win cash. All you need to do is answer yes, no questions before the game and even during it to win. So, yes, they have live and pregame contest. You can play for free or real money against folks that you're smarter than. And you can play your first $100 risk-free, so there's no reason not to try it now. Use my link. It's winviewgames.com slash Matt. That's winviewgames.com slash Matt. Get there now. If you're an iOS user, that link will take you directly to the App Store. It's a no-brainer. winviewgames.com slash Matt for WinView. All right, everybody, welcome to this week's edition of Welcome to Matlana. I would be Matt or Matlana. I didn't give myself the nickname. I earned the nickname. Let's not waste any time. Let's get to this week's edition of Welcome to Matlana. Glad to have one of the uh, best baseball voices from ESPN who's done it for a long time. One of my favorite guys to uh, hear and to watch talk baseball. Kind enough to join us, Tim Kirchin from ESPN, joining us right here to talk about, uh, well, all things baseball, including the world champion Braves, which, Tim, I know you have to get a sense that people in this community have had a very fun five months, but it has had some bumps in the road, and I want to start there before we get into the, the season. How shocked were you at how the thing played out with Freddie Freeman, the move for uh, Matt Olson? How surprised from a national perspective were you on the move? Well, I was, I was surprised. I thought in October it was – 100% certain that Freddie Freeman would return to the Braves. And part of me still looks at it now and wonders, how did this not happen? And yet at the same time, we knew the Dodgers were always lurking. We knew there was a connection there with Freddie in Southern California. Dodgers really needed him and really needed and really had the money. Um, but I and, and in the end, the Braves – did exceptionally well getting Matt Olson to replace him. He's four years younger. He signed long-term. Freddie's a really good defensive first baseman. Matt Olson is better. And I think the Braves are in really good position right now. And yet tonight will be a little bit weird because I just fully expected at least for most of the offseason that Freddie Freeman would be playing for the Braves, and he's not. If you take the emotion out of it, which is not easy for anybody connected to the Braves, a fan, because they loved Freddie, and and obviously for good reason. Boy, to get Matt Olson, though, who might not be Freddie right now, but that might be the closest thing you could find to a younger version who could do all those type of things that the Braves will need at first base. I mean, you couldn't find a better, quote, uh, substitution for Freddie. It's impossible to find anything better. Plus, he's got roots in Atlanta. I mean, it's just amazing how this – worked out. I mean, when you're talking about the three best first basemen in the game, it's it's debatable, but maybe it's Vlad Guerrero Jr., Freddie Freeman, and, 
and Matt Olson in some form. So to lose Freddie and to bring in Matt Olson, even though you gave up something in return, but you get him long term, um, I think this is a perfect spot for the Braves. And again, I saw them this spring. I expected, I saw them twice. I expected, you know, issues and everything else, and I just didn't see it. Obviously, they're going to miss him because he was, in a lot of ways, the emotional leader of the team, the the face of the club. But at the same time, Matt Olson's presence was felt, and their bullpen is great, and they're a really good team. So instead of tonight being about losing Freddie Freeman, it's about having a good enough team to try to make a run and being the first team in 22 years to repeat. Now, I want to talk about that with you in a moment, but there is a weird story that, that broke with Ronald Acuna going on an Instagram Live, and the, the interviewer you know, put the video out there, and you could see it. Now, I don't speak Spanish, Tim, so I had to have those who do interpret it for me. And the crux of it was something to the effect that he's not going to miss Freddie Freeman. There was friction there. Freddie didn't care when he would get hit over and over. Um, he wasn't someone Ronald could really talk to. Like, had you heard anything about this? What do you make of that? Um, I had not heard anything about this until this morning, like you, and I don't speak Spanish either. Uh, Ronald has come out and essentially denied this in some form, but I think the words are the words, and um, this is really unfortunate because this should be this should be a night that the Atlanta fans celebrate a whole bunch of things, the unfurling of the banner, the loss of Freddie Freeman because he was so important, the addition of Matt Olson, and instead we might be talking about something else tonight, and that's really unfortunate. But, look, young players react differently, and, and maybe Freddie Freeman didn't uh, take uh, Ronald under his wing. At least that's what Ronald is assessing. I'm not sure. And I'm going to have to get to the ballpark and ask some questions because I did not hear about this and did not know about this until this morning. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you that I don't know what to make of it, other than if I just did the general situation of Freddie, old school, hit home run, put bat down, run around bases. Ronald is the new age of showman, flip the bat, kind of give you some some excitement, you know, let the kids play era of, of baseball. And there's a chance that the, that doesn't mean they didn't like each other. They just didn't see eye to eye in the stylist, uh, you know, the style they played. Yeah, that's certainly possible, but I, I can't tell you how many times I would ask Freddie Freeman about Ronald Acuna Jr., and he would just – his eyes would go up in his head and he goes, you can't believe how good this guy is. His power to right center field is better than the power to right center field by our best left-handed hitters. That's how strong he is. I never heard him say a bad word about him, never heard him talk about uh, Acuna Jr. in any other way other than what a great player he was. So, again, we'll have to try to get to the bottom of this and see exactly if there was friction and how much potentially there was. So let's talk about the bigger picture, as you said, the Braves in this offseason following a, a championship that really felt like a bonus, a surprise. Nobody saw it coming. They were hot in the second half. We won't deny that. But when you don't have Acuna, when Mike Soroka doesn't throw a pitch for you, when you deal with injury after injury, to win that championship now, Tim, and to add Olsen, to bring in Kenley Jansen, to add Colin McHugh in the bullpen, to bring back Eddie Rosario, the hope, and you'll knock on wood, that they get Soroka back later in the summer and Cunha back in a couple of weeks. It's not easy to repeat. You just said it hasn't happened in two decades. Give me this team's chances to get that done, being the first team to do it since the Yankees. Well, I think they have a chance, and more than just a chance, because, again, their bullpen 
is great. Kenley Jansen was was really good last year. He saved 38 games. His walks, I mean, his strikeout rate and hits to innings pitch was ridiculously uh, good. And now Will Smith, let's say, is your your number two guy out there. He saved 37 games last year. Colin McHugh had a 155 for the Rays. He's a perfect addition. So with their bullpen loaded, the infield is great. Um, they they scored tons of runs last year, second in homers. And if Soroka does come back, and I don't think anyone should really count on him being really good whenever he comes back because this is a serious injury, uh, I think the Dodgers are the best team in baseball. I think they're the best team in the National League, so I'll take them. But can the Bra- are the Braves good enough to repeat? I think they are, yes. It's a new year, which means it's time to try something new. And I'm talking to you folks who have not yet tried the Daily Draft in downtown Woodstock. I hope you'll go see my friend Sean Daly. That's, get it, the Daily Draft. This is the ultimate sports bar experience. So as the football playoffs near, and then baseball's around the corner, knock on wood, and all the fun springtime things that will happen in Atlanta, you're going to want to enjoy it at the Daily Draft. It's downtown Woodstock on Main Street. What you're going to find, a craft beer bar, self-serve taps, uh, big screens all around you to catch every view of the big game. And when I say a big screen, they have a movie-sized screen with a front-row seat right in front of it that you can grab if you get there at the right time to enjoy all your favorite games. A chef-inspired menu with soup, salad, sandwiches, flatbreads, uh, you name it, they have everything to find everybody exactly what they want when you're going with the family, a boys' night, or a date night. The dailydraft.net is where you can find all the information about some of the nights like trivia night, kids eat free night, and more. The dailydraft.net. Go find them downtown Woodstock on Main Street. Tell them Matt sent you. You'll love the Daily Draft. Hey, are you tired of shopping your car and home insurance every single year? Well, somebody's got to do it. But that somebody doesn't have to be you. At the Rose Group, we can get you up to 10 insurance quotes in less than 10 minutes. Visit us online today at roads-group.com. Tim, I know Braves fans have grown very fond of Alex Anthopoulos for how creative and forward-thinking he is, and now you cre- you combine creativity and forward-thinking with ownership that has now let the Braves spend in a way they've never spent before. What is the national opinion of Alex Anthopoulos? Well, everyone's always had tremendous respect for him, what what a hard worker he is and what he will do anything it takes tirelessly to make the team better. And what he did at the trade deadline last year was basically unprecedented and it made him the executive of the year because there's no way the Braves are even going to the playoffs if not for an aggressive GM at the trade deadline. No one's ever done what he did at the trade deadline, and then a team took off immediately afterwards. So all that did was cement Alex Anthopoulos as one of the best executives in the game, and even though he's not as young as he used to be, he's still a young, vibrant guy, always, always, always looking for ways to make his team better. Tim Kirchin with us from ESPN. Before I ask you about the division, Tim, I, I try not to get caught up in the offseason lists and rankings, but they're everywhere, so you see them. I'm going to ask you about two specific Braves, and it feels like, almost laughably, they're still underrated. When I see top second baseman rankings, I see Ozzy in the top two or three, and maybe I'm too close and watch Ozzy every day. I mean, what else could you want from a second baseman than gold glove level defense, power from both sides? While the left-handed swing sometimes can get a little wonky, everything else about Ozzy strikes me as top one or two second baseman. Where would you put him? 
Uh, well, he's certainly in the top three. He can't go any lower than that. I mean, a 3,120 steal season last year, second baseman in history. You know, that's Ryan Sandberg and Alfonso Soriano twice. That's that's the club he joined. And with the defense and with the speed, uh, I love that guy. It's impossible not to like him as a second baseman. I'm not good on the rankings. I'm not. I don't <laughs> think that's what this should be about. But yes, he's an underrated player still and gets better all the time well it's, it's funny it's almost like he gets overlooked on his own team when you had freddie doing what he was doing and acuna grabbing all the attention uh, weirdly with the acuna injury last year i think it was more apparent just how great ozzy is the other one was and tim i laughed at this one i know it's only a year of really a breakout but i saw a couple of third baseman rankings that didn't have austin riley in the top seven or eight and one didn't have him in the top 10 and i know you got to establish that over a period of time but that looked pretty real a year ago what austin did yeah, he was seventh in the MVP. He won the Triple Crown for the Braves. So the in the last 25 years, the only Braves to win the team Triple Crown are Chipper in 2000 and Freddie Freeman in 2016, and now Austin Riley. So when you lead a championship team in homers, RBIs, and batting average, you're doing awfully well. And it's just so impressive what he did in the offseason last year when he and Chipper and others worked together, and he just decided, I'm not going to panic, I'm not going to worry, I'm going to trust my hands, I'm going to use the whole field. And he turned into a monster player who was also very good in the postseason and has gotten much better defensively. So there's, there's no way that he should be – not in the top 10 third baseman, not after last season. Let me ask you about the division. Um, We say this with a snarky sort of tone, or at least I do whenever I hear the Mets hype. And it's deserved when you add Max Scherzer and they're, they're spending as much as anybody. But I'm just always in this, let me see it before I believe it, because my joke is they break everything. DeGrom can't stay healthy. Nobody's fault, but that's just the way it's gone. And I wonder about Scherzer coming off a postseason with dead arm, and now you know the, the Mets went big on him. Uh, on paper, it looks great, but I, I got to see it play out. Am I being too hesitant before crowning them? Uh, no, you have every right to be hesitant with the Mets. I did see them in spring training, and I know Buck Showalter really well. He was my teammate at ESPN for six years, so I know – how good he is at this, and I think he's the perfect guy to pull everything together, take that enormous talent that they have, and somehow get that team to the postseason. Having said that, the DeGrom injury is significant. In theory, he's the best pitcher in baseball, and you're right. He's really had trouble staying healthy the last couple of years, Um, and I don't anticipate him pitching in a major league game before June. I think Scherzer's going to be fine. He'll pitch tomorrow, but um, they need they need to get people healthy. But I, I think the Mets find a way to make the playoffs. I just don't think they're better than the Braves entering this season. Do you like what the Phillies are a weird team, right? They have a nice talent base, but they've, I don't know, either don't care about defense, don't think it's that big a part of the deal, uh, bullpen depth. Like there's just a lot of that team that they spend a ton on, but it's a very uneven roster. Is this a year where they become more competitive? Yeah, I think they have a real shot to make the playoffs, too. I really like Nick Castellanos. He's an elite hitter, and they need another elite hitter in that lineup. And Kyle Schwarber was just devastating at points last year. Oh, my goodness. So, yes, they have defensive issues. You know, we have to see if 
you know, Bryson Stott can play third base shortstop. We have to see if Alec Bohm, what he's got left after, you know, a little bit of a letdown the last two years. But I don't know if they're going to catch it well enough. I know they've added to their bullpen depth, but do they have, you know, enough late in the game to um, win the division? My guess would be no. But I think they have a real shot to be a playoff team because I think they're going to score – 100 more runs than they did last year, and that would be a major upgrade. It's a new year, which means it's time to try something new. And I'm talking to you folks who have not yet tried the Daily Draft in downtown Woodstock. I hope you'll go see my friend Sean Daly. That's, get it, the Daily Draft. This is the ultimate sports bar experience. So as the football playoffs near, and then baseball's around the corner, knock on wood and all the fun springtime things that will happen in atlanta you're going to want to enjoy it at the daily draft it's downtown woodstock on main street what you're going to find a craft beer bar self-serve taps uh, big screens all around you to catch every view of the big game and when i say a big screen they have a movie size screen with a front row seat right in front of it that you can grab if you get there at the right time to enjoy all your favorite games a chef inspired menu with soup salad sandwiches flatbreads, uh, you name it, they have everything to find everybody exactly what they want when you're going with the family, a boys' night, or a date night. The DailyDraft.net is where you can find all the information about some of the nights like trivia night, kids eat free night, and more. The DailyDraft.net. Go find them downtown Woodstock on Main Street. Tell them Matt sent you. You'll love the Daily Draft. I don't want to bore my audience by doing a deep dive on the Nats or the Marlins, but I will ask you, Tim, do you have any kind of sense on what the future of Juan Soto is in Washington, because I'm sure, you know, they'll do anything they can to keep him. But if you're Juan, I almost look at this as the, you know, the NBA player who, like, at the prime of his, you know, powers wants to join some team where he can go win. Like, do you have any sense on how that plays out in the next uh, couple of years? It's really hard to tell. We know they made an enormous offer to him, and he said no. And that's understandable given his age and everything else. My gut feeling is. One way or another, the Nationals are just going to have to give him whatever he wants, even if it's $400 million, if not more, and he's going to stay. That's my gut feeling. However, there's, a, there's another gut feeling in there that if he wants to play for a winner and he doesn't see this team winning long-term and he's going to get an enormous amount of money if he goes out there, he's going to get more if he gets to free agency. I think that's a possibility also. So this is the big question. This is why they traded all those guys last year, Turner and Scherzer, basically the whole team to save money for Juan Soto. But he's going to look at it like, well, are we going to get good enough where I'm going to win here? Because I don't want to sign long, long term here, even with enormous money, if we're not going to win. Could I argue that too? If, if, if you know that's going to happen, like, I love Mike Trout, but I've said this about Trout before. Like, one guy in baseball doesn't change a team. It's great to have a superstar. I bet Juan Soto, if, if, if I'm betting on this correctly, Tim, I think you get the biggest haul in baseball history in the form of a trade and rebuild four or five positions, which might not be as popular as Juan Soto, but you might have a better team if you pull that off the right way. Yeah, it, you're absolutely right. Yet at the same time, um, you don't want to be the guy who goes down as the man who traded Juan Soto because he's going to be one of the greatest hitters we've ever seen before his career is over. So that, that's why the national situation is every day fascinating, what they're going to do with this guy, how they're going to protect him in the lineup. And every year he's going to get better, which is going to just raise the price and raise the pressure on the nationals to somehow get him signed. 
All right, before we finish up, Tim, I want to get your uh, feeling on the landscape of some of the rules changes. Just getting a sense of watching you and listening for a long time and talking to you. You have the old school feel to you that I'm, I know the answer I'm going to get, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What did you think about the expanded postseason? Well, I think five was perfectly fine, but I'll get to broadcast games, more of them, in October now that we have six. So uh, that makes me happy selfishly. I think five was perfect. I think six is a little too much. Seven was way too much, and eight was ridiculous. But it was beautiful because it was a COVID 60-game season, and we all love that. But I think you need to maintain the integrity of the regular season by having fewer playoff teams, not more. I thought five worked perfectly, but I can certainly live with six as long as we play 162 games starting today. Well, and let's all be very clear that the yelling and screaming will begin when the first 79-win team makes it or 82-win team. But, like, baseball didn't do this because they cared about the integrity or they care about, you know, pennant races. They did it for the more postseason dollars. So from their perspective, I get it. But, like, you know that screaming is going to happen. And, like, I always say, they don't stop, Tim. They're not going to stop at six. Again, they'll add seventh at some point, eight. They'll just keep going. Yeah, and that, that's too many because let's not forget the final day of the regular season in 2021, what that day meant with everyone playing at the same time and so many teams in basically a lose-and-go-home situation in the regular season. It created incredible drama on that final game of the season. And if we had six, seven, eight playoff teams, all that drama would have been gone. All those teams would have gotten in. The, you know, the Blue Jays, the Reds, they would have all gotten in. And that Mariners, and that that's not what you're looking for. If 162 really matters, and I think it does, uh, the more playoff teams is not going to help that. I agree. So of the other rules, the uh, double headers now going back to nine innings, a runner at least this year starting at second base and extras, the shift going away in 23, any of it that you love or don't love, and what would you do? Well, I love going back to nine-inning games. Sorry, we've been doing this really well for a really long time. We should play a nine-inning game every game. That's just the way I feel. Totally against putting a runner at second to start the 10th inning of a tie game. And I'm very much in the minority in that. Most people think it's a great idea. I'm sorry, I don't. It just is not the way the game is supposed to be played. And yet I'm actually looking forward to seeing if changing the shift next year, if they do it properly, will actually get us away from the three outcome, too many walks, too many strikeouts, too many homers. I am willing to at least look at that when three years ago I said that's ridiculous. I've started to understand now that you know this is not going to change too many walks, strikeouts, and homers. Maybe a change in the shift could do some good. I fully admit I'm a dinosaur about the game. I don't mind it being as long as it is, as long as it's you know still entertaining to me. But we're looking for every way to cut time. What do you think about the Pitchcom device that now catchers can, in theory, communicate secretly with pitchers and try to keep the game moving? Well, I understand that too, but I'm not in favor of that. To me, the, the more technology, the more problems you create. And I just go back to, you know, Cal Ripken and, and Ryan Sandberg, again, Hall of Famers from a different era, but they knew every pitch that was thrown, every single play that they played defense for their entire career. And now if it's just the pitcher and the catcher, only they know what's coming and what location it's in, and that, that is a danger if we use this new technology. I'm not sure that benefits the game, and that, that's what I worry about is we're trying stuff 
to make things better when maybe we're making things worse. Tim, it's always a great pleasure. I enjoy your stuff when you're in the booth, whether you're in studio at ESPN, one of the great voices talking Major League Baseball. Tim Kirchin from ESPN, thank you as, uh, as always. My pleasure. Thank you. Have a great day. Okay. See you. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, everybody, so much for taking the time to listen to this week's edition of Welcome to Atlanta. Thanks to our producer, Matt Lear, for his assistance with the program. He's the glue that keeps the operation running. We'll talk to you next week on Welcome to Atlanta. Welcome to Atlanta where the players play And we ride on them things like every day Big beats hit streets, see gangsters roaming And parties don't stop till 8 in the morning Welcome to Atlanta where the players play And we ride on them things like every day Big beats hit streets, see gangsters roaming uh-huh. And parties don't stop yeah. till 8 uh-huh. in the morning yeah. And party don't start till I walk in Can't you just go and leave a tip in the end Cause we ain't gonna leave till I walk Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre owned vehicles. Go to WadeFord.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at WadeFord.com. Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win.